It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Podcast, edition 100 and something. I'm not sure how many. I know we're deep into the teens, maybe into the 120s, but I digress. What's important is we're talking football. Uh, Ohio State's preseason camp is well underway. By the time you're listening to this, the Buckeyes will have spent their first practice in full pads, which means, uh, for want of another term, they can tackle. <laughs> They've been out there in shoulder pads, et cetera, for a couple of days, and now they're headed into full pads. And as a season opener uh, with Minnesota right around the corner, it, it does appear that way. And by the way, you know, coming out of the campus, we talked to Ryan Day earlier this week. I don't know if you call it big news because this has been coming for a while, but Dewan Jones, a massive, massive uh, offensive tackle, uh, offensive lineman, let's put it that way, from uh, Indianapolis, is finally making a move to where he could become perhaps a consistent performer on that offensive line if he keeps up his consistency in camp. That's what Ryan Day is looking for. But uh, they're trying all kinds of like mixes and matches uh, up front to get the biggest and best uh, offensive lineman on the field. And it could be that the time has arrived for Dewan Jones. What will that, that, what that mean for left tackle Thayer Munford or right tackle Nick, Nicholas Petit Freer or a uh, right guard Paris Johnson? That remain, Paris Johnson Jr. remains to be seen. All those guys are going to play somewhere on that offensive line. But, uh, you know, stay tuned. That's, that's going to be a, a story that's going to develop as, a, as the next couple of weeks go around, just like the naming of a quarterback, a starting quarterback is going to happen probably maybe by this time next week. But like uh, like I said, uh, as I'm all, as I often do, I digress there. Uh, figured I wanted to get this uh, podcast in before the season started, and before it got really deep into preseason camp. It's what I've been wanting to do for a while. It's about the uh, featuring the burgeoning roles that women are serving in the Ohio State football program now, either in and around it, and uh, not not the least of which was Gene Smith's recent decision to replace Diana Sabo who has moved on to a significant role with the Big Ten office, uh, with Jocelyn Gates, whom he he hired away from from Boston College. And, uh, uh, you know, I guess turnabout's fair play because she played a major role in luring Jeff Halfley, Ohio State's one-year wonder as defensive coordinator coordinator in 2019 to Boston College as its new head coach in 2020. And uh, there she worked with Martin Jamond, who had been a former top assistant, basically – had filled the role that Diana Sabo then filled on the Ohio State uh, Sports Administration staff. You know, Martin Javond uh, was, was the uh, athletic director at Boston College when he hired Jocelyn Gates. And, of course, Martin Javond has now moved on to UCLA. But, uh, you know, uh, Gates' primary duties as senior associate, associate athletic director at Ohio State will be oversight of the football program, the same job Sabo had, uh, and that encompasses myriad responsibilities, not the least of which is a major role in setting future schedules. As you know, Diana Sabo played a major role in finally getting Alabama on a future uh, Ohio State schedule. We'll see if that holds. You know, schedules are made to be broken. 
but I digress. But, you know, as I mentioned, Gase is now one of several women involved in the Ohio State football program. And I'll read off, uh, you know, the others who are playing major roles are Addison Skaggs, the director of social media. You've got Kayla Olson, nutritionist. Aaron Dunstan, the director of on-campus recruiting. Uh, Candice Johnson, the coordinator of career and professional development for, for the players. And you've got Dr. Chelsea Day and Candice Williams, who are sports psychologists in the uh, sports psychologist and wellness services program. You've got Kayla Hackenberg, the coordinator of the football administration in the front office area. And then Maddie Marotti, a coordinator of football administration, special assistant with coach Ryan Day. Plus there are two female student trainers and one female student manager who are part of the support staff. And so as you'll hear from Ryan Day, the third year Ohio State coach, uh, he welcomes this influx of women into the program. I, I think you know, we've done, we've made an effort too, just within the Woody Hayes to do the same thing. You know, we have, I think six females now and, and uh, I, I think it, it, it gives perspective that maybe uh, an all-male facility, uh, yeah. you know, wouldn't have. Yeah. I think it's also good for our players uh, to see, you know, females in the building on a daily basis. I think I think it's good for everybody. I think everyone, um, you know, appreciates a different perspective, and, and they have a lot to offer. Have you consciously pushed for that, though? I mean, you know, yes. I mean, to just because, like, like what Dan Sabo was talking about, you know, they have perspective, like in dealing with players, for example, they have that. Mother's touch sometimes, I mean, for one of another term, and it does pay off, right? I think so. I yeah. think it does. And uh, yeah, and I, and I have. It's, it's a conscious effort that I've made, and, and I know obviously Gene has done that at his level with the administration, but even in our building, it's something that we've done. And, uh, and, and I think it's paying dividends. You know, Ryan Day obviously is fired up about this hire. And now, now without any further ado, let's hear from Jocelyn Gates, uh, who soon after the announcement of her hiring in June spoke of the significance, not just for her and females, but also for black females. She wants to set, uh, be a role model out there and it looks like she has a great opportunity to do so. Um, in terms of women overseeing football, um, I don't take that lightly. And, 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 and the fact that Ohio State is hiring a woman from the outside to be able to do this position is, is a big deal. So I'm excited to be a part of that small group of women that will be overseeing football. But I think it's also important that as a black woman, it is recognized that I'm also overseeing and working with Gene Smith on such a such a big program. Um, and I think it's important for me as a female and as a black female to show those coming after me that they can dream big, they can get opportunities like this, and they can work hard and excel. So I, I just can't wait to help give back to others who also desire to do something like this. After that, uh, Gates spoke of the attraction of working in the football program, the challenges that presents. Um, well, I've been fortunate that I get to work, I get to work with all sports. So, so I just love working with young people and helping to progress their careers and progress their lives. Obviously, working with football is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to know that staff, to, to help players um, just grow and, and hit their potential, but also to work very closely with an athletic director. And, and when you're working with football, you get to be hand in hand with an athletic director. So I've had the opportunity to be mentored by some of the best, to learn from some of the best, and then can translate that into every sport that I'm able to work with, every coach and every student athlete. And next, Gates uh, spoke of what she looked forward to the most and what she saw as the biggest initial challenge for her in the Ohio State football program. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is learning from Gene Smith. <laughs> I mean, he's a GOAT. He's, he's one of the best in the business. And to be able to come and learn from him, 
that is just something that is such a blessing. I, I'm just so excited. The thing that scares me the most, uh, I'm overwhelmed with excitement, so it's hard to think about the things that scare me the most. Um, but, you know, moving to a new city and, and you have to find new doctors, you have to find all kinds of new things. So personal life is, is it, I'm just thinking about all the personal things that I have to figure out once I get there, but I'm kind of on top of it. I already found a daycare. We already found a place to live. You know, I, I'm just on top of things. <laughs> and finally, uh, Gay spoke of the importance of working hand in hand, hand, in hand with all those involved uh, with the program. You know, Ohio State has a huge football program. And as you'll notice, a very familiar word that she uses, alignment, a word that uh, coaches uh, throughout the Ohio State football program have used for a while now with the alignment of getting everyone pretty much all working toward the same goal. You are not on the same page with the people that you work with. It's hard to be successful. So that's extremely important. And that's even though I'm not there yet, that's something that we're starting now. We're starting the process of really aligning I'm learning the culture. I'm learning everything Ohio State and Ohio State football. So once I get there, I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be meeting people. And I'm really going to just jump right in and just be part of everything so that I can really understand it and be aligned. But alignment is the most important thing. Alignment, culture, trust, transparency. And as you can tell, the mother of three, including an infant and wife of Cleveland State University coach Dennis Gates, She's fired up about her new challenges. She's also stepping into some major footprints left by her predecessor, Diana Sabo. I caught up with Sabo late last month at the Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. I wanted to gain her reflections on her legacy and her successor and, you know, get her to further uh, illuminate her enhanced role now with the Big Ten and what her helping break through barriers, barriers means for females who might want to follow. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad I finally caught up with Diana Sabo. A long time no see, Diana. Thank you, Tim. It's great to see you. Hey, in a nutshell, give us your, you know, formerly you were a right-hand woman, for one of another term, for Gene Smith. Now you're at the Big Ten offices. Give us the uh, your exact uh, title as it's, as it's written out. Can you remember it all? So I am currently the Deputy Commissioner, Chief Sports Officer for the Big Ten Conference. I thought there was a lot more to it than that, though. I know there's a lot more to it than well, that. Well, so I will be overseeing all of the sports programs provided by the Big Ten Conference, overseeing all the officiating, all the championship events, and uh, a few of our consultant relationships. Gotcha. It's a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, because the many times I've tried to get a hold of you this past summer, there was always something coming up, always a meeting going into, et cetera, and stuff. And just has it just been like that hectic for a while now? It has been a fast and furious transition, uh, especially with all of the moving parts of college athletics right now, yeah. the challenges and opportunities that we're all facing. So it made um, transitioning into a new role um, that much more. Now, I want, you know, I, I wanted to get in, speak with you mainly because I wanted to just talk about this. I don't know if it's a phenomenon right now, but just uh, females being much more involved in college football, especially th than ever before. And sure. Stuff. But I, I did want to ask this: What has this felt like the last several months? Just the uh, the the world of college athletics and college football, too, with all the changes made. Has it just just been like watching? I don't know, waves come ashore. How would you describe it? I mean, it just seems like yeah. every month or so there's nothing, something yeah, new this is, I believe NIL it's a transformational moment for yeah. sure. I think that a lot of forces have come together to get us where we are now. Certainly change has been needed in numerous areas. 
And it's exciting to talk about some expansion possibilities with the CFP. It's exciting that students can monetize off of their name, image, and likeness. We just need to make sure that we're doing our due diligence to get it done properly, yeah. right? Um, and, and I think for me, I had the benefit and the great blessing of Gene Smith uh, helping me grow my profession and my career and giving me the opportunity to work with the football team and really learn from them and become a valued asset for them. And I really enjoyed and that was a very special time for me and uh, I will never forget it. Uh, this game of football is dear. Um, it's violent but it's very, very important for our young men and we need to treat that respectfully. Um, and I'm happy when any female gets that opportunity. I was going to say, you know, the reason I wanted to speak with you, Jocelyn Gates has gotten that opportunity now yeah. following your footsteps at Ohio State. What does that just tell you about maybe the inroads you've made, you know, you've sure, made ahead? Sure. I mean, that now this is like becoming almost uh, – uh, normal, I mean, well, for more of another term. Yeah, I think that when you give someone who is not like you an opportunity and you can see how they can be successful, that provides opportunities for others. So I'm humbled to say I was the first woman at Ohio State to work with the Power 5 football program. Yeah. And um, lead our Buckeyes and our coaching staff and support them in ways that, uh, you know, even behind the scenes might be smaller, might be huge. But I'm even happier for Jocelyn and more proud that I'm not the last woman to do it. You, you yes. know what I mean? Oh, and yes. I think that's fabulous. And hopefully that tradition, you know, one of the common threads that I'm fortunate to have is that both Gene Smith and Kevin Warren uh, value diversity and inclusion. And without that, I probably would not be where I am today in college athletics. So I'm tremendously indebted and appreciative towards that. When you got into this profession a while ago, did you see this day coming? I mean, I did not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I did what, not. what was your aim? What was your goal? Where did you want to be yeah. at this point in your life? What are you, 25 years old? I mean, sure, I'd love to say I'm 25. <laughs> uh, 26. No, go yeah, ahead. I like to say I'm 37, but I'm, that's still not it. We had my uh, wife's 39th birthday the other day. For oh, the happy 20 birthday! Something, some time. Go <laughs> Good ahead, for no. her. So, um, absolutely, I did not grow up um, ever thinking I would be in college athletics, but I loved being a part of a team. I love playing sports. I grew up as my dad's uh, firstborn daughter which really came with the opportunity of being his partner in sport. Yeah. And um, he taught me football. He taught me hockey. He would take me to games. I learned how to read score sheets and box, uh, box scores. And so, you know, that was really important in my youth. And it just carried out through my uh, undergrad and my graduate experience. And then I just knew once I was in athletics, I wanted to keep rising and keep growing and keep leading. And I think leaders, a uh, mentor once told me leaders emerge, they're not born. And I really do feel that's been my, my opportunities in my case. You were at Ohio State for a little while. When did it become apparent to you that you, had, you would have an opportunity like this? Sure. These jobs are hard. Yes, I know. And they're not a lot. Every uh, time there's an opening, there's a line. Yeah, yeah, there's a long line, but there's an opening for a reason, yeah. right? And so uh, I, I really started to grow in just um, feeling comfortable and wanting to lead and wanting to um, do more. And Gene would keep giving me that. And then when this opportunity arose at the Big Ten Conference, and he said, I think you should listen to Kevin Warren. And uh, I said, okay. Uh, then he said, don't go. And then I said, this is so good for my family, so good for, for me professionally. And uh, he agreed. And he yeah. said, you know, I hate to lose you, but this will really be great for you. Did you ever sense as you were coming up, people second guessing, hey, why is she? Why is she? In Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why is she getting that opportunity when, in fact, if it was a male, probably, that, that would have never, you know, there would not be any questions like that, you know what I mean? Because that's mm. the way the profession was, you know. Did, did, and how did you, I don't know, shun that kind of talk or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if you even heard it, but yeah, I, I, I really, never heard it about you either, but I'm just asking if you, you know, if you always had your ears open to that kind of stuff. So it's a great question. I really believe that production leads to promotion. Yeah. And I really believe that if you can execute and perform every day at a high level, that it gets noticed. And that was always my mantra. And I always wanted to be an asset to someone. So if it was listening, if it was carrying a box, if it was leaning in and helping in a situation that maybe I, I didn't know the answer to right away, but I could get the answer, that was part of who I am. And so um, I, I never really experienced that to that level. Um, certainly there were some times that maybe I had to repeat myself yeah. um, to be heard. And I think that comes with just growth in any profession. Um, but I've, I've been fortunate. I've worked with such wonderful people, and really, uh, I respect them dearly, and I know that they respect me as well. Did Jean, did Jean ever, when y'all had conversations and you moved into your position at Ohio State, you know, over the football program and stuff, what did Jean tell you who he expected uh, from you? I mean, from, you know, if you understand what I'm yeah. saying, because that is a challenge. You're working with pretty much an all-male, or almost an all-male kind of situation yeah. on the other side of the uh, of the coin there. So what did he, what did he tell you he expected from you? He wanted me to be myself, Tim. He said, be yourself. You bring value because you have a different perspective. You know, your, your, your view changes based on the chair you sit in as you grow in your profession, as you go to, you know, even when you go to a a sport contest is what the seat you sit in is how you see the game. Right. Yes. And so I was just myself. I I learned to really listen to people and I have uh, some core values of being authentic, of being accountable and um, showing respect. And I think that's really helped elevate my profile as well. Your biggest challenge when you first got the job, the, the Ohio State football overseeing yeah. job, what was the biggest challenge for you? I'm talking about, you know, was yeah. it, I mean, Martin Germain, you know, he was, he was running scheduling and things like that. You had to do scheduling and things like that. I yeah. mean, or, but you had to deal with with Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, sure, etc. Sure. That was that was an interesting one. Well, very two very different personalities, yes. but really great individuals that each taught me so much about the game that they loved so much. Their lifeline, um, and, and I think really it was just being uh, listening, being open. I would go in and watch film. I would just sit and be quiet in a corner, and um, it's about having a presence and being. Uh, being just being there yeah. right and so being in that facility being with the young men introducing myself uh you know being a female sometimes led to an extra conversation or an extra um, pat on the back or they'd come in um just open up to me because you know maybe they missed their mom or they missed their aunt or they missed someone in their family and so it just had a different relationship and a special it was a special time for me for sure you know what, what do you think i mean you could just test on this just then what do you think that a female brings to the realm more than anything else in college football. I mean, which has been so much of a male bastion forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, is it like you're talking about, like a little a different way of looking at things? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not saying necessarily always sympathetic, but empathetic. Right. Uh, what, what is it that you think that, that, that females especially should aspire, why they should aspire to get into this and what they can bring to the situation from a different way of looking at things. Well, it it really goes back for me to diversity, equity, and inclusion, because everyone has a different perspective. And I think that should be of value. 
And then, you know, being a female coming into that, the locker room, I would be in the locker room after every single home football game, and I was accepted. And I got to listen, I got to learn personalities, and then it really helps you with just conducting business and serving individuals and giving support. And so I think that was really helpful for, for me, but also I'm a mom. You know, That's and and, and, I, and I really appreciate the fact that I could relate to student athletes. Um, maybe I'm never going to replace their mom, uh, but you know, maybe I come from a, just a different perspective. Or I remember the very first year I did football, Tim. I could not believe how battered and bruised our student athletes were by week ten. Yeah. You know, when you're not seeing that every day, when they'd walk off the the field on Wednesday knowing they wouldn't have to have pads on Thursday and Friday, that was a big relief because they were starting to feel the rigors of camp and of having already 10 games in or nine games in. And so that was a really eye-opening experience to me. And then I got to really appreciate the game and appreciate what it does to them uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and um, just kind of grow with that each year. And how do we honor and respect these student athletes? What else could we provide to them to make their journey easier? Mm -hmm. And I think it just becomes that process of care. Last couple of things. Yeah. You know, that's my calling card. I'll ask probably 10 more. No, I'm just okay. joking. But your new challenge, well, number one, what would be your, what would be your advice to Jocelyn Gates as she steps into as she steps into your role, number one, she just had another child. Of yeah, blade. congratulations and, to her and her husband. That's yeah. great. And her husband's a basketball coach at Cleveland State, so. Power couple. I yeah. say they're a power couple in athletics, right? I'm not sure how right? the commute's going to work there one way or the other, but uh, yes, exactly. Uh, nothing is impossible. That's what well, Muhammad that's what Ali I, used to say, that's right? That's what I wanted to ask you. I mean, that's to, to, to get the job at Ohio State. She's coming from Boston College. She came from Boston College. Her husband works in Cleveland, but she's not letting those things, including being a mother, uh, sure. stand in the way of her pursuit. That's right. Of this. I think when you want it bad enough, you find a way to make it happen. You yeah. know, busy people always get more work. And when something's important, you find time for it. Whatever it is in your life, I think people could resonate, whatever that may mean. When it's important to you, you find a way to get it done. And for Jocelyn, I hope she can lean into her authentic self. I hope she can listen and have patience and just really take all in Buckeye Nation and uh, let it come to her. And she'll have a lot of success. There's great people that work there, and I miss them dearly. Hey, last thing. What? what this will be my last thing. Uh, <laughs> where do you aspire to be? And I know that's putting you on the spot. Mm. I mean, you know, I look around the country now, and I see the, I see the people that have come from Gene under Gene, and gone on to bigger and better things and stuff. Uh, do you see yourself moving more into the realm of like conference, national kind of thing? Do you see yourself? I'm not gonna say heading back, but you know, athletic director mm -hmm. in your in your future where, where, where do you aspire I know you the old saying you know is uh, I think it was Jim Trussell said be where your feet are you know sure <laughs> sure you know but uh, where do you aspire to you know where, where how far can this go I guess well thanks for putting me on the spot You're appreciate welcome. it uh, the big spot there we go I I have to pause for a moment because I don't have an answer to that I just started this position as a deputy commissioner and right now I am absolutely loving every moment of it with all the challenges and the nuances of what a new day of college athletics looks like. Yeah. Um, I do love campus and I do love the student um, athlete interaction. So um, by December, I may be just very missing that and trying to figure out how to get back to campus on visits or meetings or whatever that may mean. So I don't have a really clear answer for that. I do love leading. I love doing the right thing and representing student athletes. And I just want to make sure that um, I move forward with respect and kindness. And I think that um, it'll it'll come to me and I'll find it. What is it like though, I always have a last one more last question. What is it like though to be 
you've got to know that other females are watching you and what you're doing. I mean, have been watching you and what you've been doing. Is it, it, does that give you goosebumps? I mean, what is it like to be sort of a, hmm. you're not really a, you know, there have been other people in similar positions and stuff, but to know that people are watching you like that and aspiring. Oh, that's really kind of you. I really am not sure that they're watching me that much or they're, they're, aspiring they're aspiring that much, they're, they're but of, I think that's know, kind of you. Yeah, but I mean, they're aspiring to be like, you know, to be, you know. Well, you know, I will truthfully say that growing up, I didn't have someone like that to look to. You know, I didn't know when I was in college that I could be a female athletic trainer. So I'm just so happy for opportunities within um, collegiate athletics, within professional sports. You know, when you see women coaching in the NFL, I think that is fantastic because if you see it, you can be it. And so if the youth of today can see this and be excited by it, well, that, that makes me really happy. You know, and, yeah. and I, don't, I don't really do my job every, way, every day thinking of that ever. Um, I was very honored at Ohio State when they recognized me at the spring game, but yet I was very humbled by it. But I, I thought like, oh, gosh, I'm so embarrassed to be out here. Yeah. So that's just not who I am. Um, but, I, but I'm happy to be a part of this industry and just keep moving it forward in the right direction. No, you're just doing your job. That's right. And I love it. Yeah. So I think I'm fortunate. I'm really fortunate with that. Anna Sebo, thank you for joining the Tim May podcast finally. Thank you, Tim. And I sure you don't have any more questions? No, that, I think, okay. well, I've got about 30 more, but I don't want to bore you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. You know, I want to thank Diana Sabo for joining me, along with the inserts from Jocelyn Gates and Ryan Day, you know, contributors to this edition of the Tim A Podcast. Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about X's and O's or Jimmy's and Joe's on this edition, but believe me, that's coming in the next five months for sure, starting with next week. I mean, a lot of jobs out there, uh, a lot of competition going on in the Ohio State preseason camp. I just wanted to make you – uh, make sure you were more aware of how under the leadership of Gene Smith and Ryan Day, career opportunities are popping up for women in the once male-dominated sport of football, you know, just as they are in high school, colleges, and, yes, NFL programs across the country. So until next week when we get down in earnest on the Ohio State quarterback derby and other major questions about the 2021 Buckeyes, I'll see you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.